0: Welcome to Marketing Murder Mysteries. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Joining me, as usual, is the team from Millennium Agency. Linda Fanera, CEO and Chief Strategist. How are you? Hello, Michael. And Rob Atkinson. Put your phone. Rob, put your phone down, Rob. Are, are you on Tinder right now? Are you? Are, oh my, is he on Tinder or Grindr? I can't. What are you doing? Well. And that leads us to today's topic. You know, advertising and marketing pros see it all the time. Brands getting killed in the marketplace. Sometimes they get killed due to their own miscalculations, sometimes by events beyond their control, and sometimes because businesses don't do enough to engage their customers in a meaningful way. So how do you know if your brand is doing enough? Well, if you're not sure, try the Tinder test. Now wait, think about it. Tinder has 50 million active users who check their accounts about 11 times a day. Now that's brand engagement. If you're not generating engagement for brand, your brand could become our next marketing murder cautionary tale. You're going to hear the case from our marketing detectives, and then you can hand down your own verdict. Can the Tinder test save your brand? Have you ever watched a Tinder ad? It's brilliant. No words, just music and video showing a woman swiping left for the guy she doesn't like or swiping right for her match. My question is, does Tinder set the new standard for digital marketing? Rob, Linda, let's start the conversation there. Rob, and not to be facetious, some people really don't know what Tinder is, or what apps like that are. Could you just kind of give everyone a back? Well, <laughs> I mean, I could ask I'm, Linda. I should guess. I say I've
1: been married for twenty years, so I'm not an expert He's on it at all this. All the time, uh, all the time. But I just want to say this that is Rob, Marie, if this you're is, out there, you is, need to I check am... his
0: phone. Check his phone, Mrs. Rob. Right, but. But the idea is brilliant, right? People are going,
1: people are posting, uploading their own photos. It's a dating app. It's a dating app. But what's brilliant about it is the user-generated content that people are are submitting. There's thousands of people in an area like Boston or even a smaller uh, area like in New Hampshire or, or wherever your town is. Um, and people are actively checking this over and over and over again. And there's a whole psychology to what works and what doesn't work on Tinder, which is fascinating from a marketing point of view. Well, give us some details, some metrics. Right, so for example, men spend about 5.7 seconds on average on the profiles of women they found attractive and unattractive, right? Women spend hardly any time on the profiles of men they found attractive. In fact, they only spend about 3.19 seconds on average before swiping right on them. But this is really interesting. They spent more than twice as much time on less appealing candidates, 6.91 seconds on average before swiping left. So there's a lot you can look at the psychology of what's
0: driving those choices. And Linda, before we get to into the weeds of Tinder, just broadly speaking, what should people in marketing take away from the Tinder model?
2: Well, first of all, is people are making decisions in a short order, three seconds, six seconds. That's probably lines up to a lot of the, the, um, time people spend on websites or looking at social media posts or, or maybe starting to watch a video. So it lines up perfectly. And it's interesting that you're talking about someone who may not be as attractive as someone else. And they're spending more time because they're actually taking that time to decipher the person, maybe look into that a little bit more and say, okay, well, is this person worth pursuing or not? So I think, I, I think it's very intriguing, some of the stats that you're talking about, but I it actually lines up quite well with a lot of the other uh, digital marketing strategies that are out there today. And
0: so isn't that a case, Rob, for something that has been discussed discussed a lot in digital marketing as we see the time window shrink, you will go from Facebook where you have this post that's just sitting there and you can read it when you want, whatever, down to Twitter, which is like this little tiny, you know, limited number of characters and people scroll through. now to TikTok where they're literally doing these 15 second or whatever they are videos on purpose, that if you're doing digital marketing, your first impression has never been more important than it is today.
1: Absolutely, I mean, it, and it's transcended all forms of media. In fact, you know, Fox News, they make the writers refresh the content every seven seconds. There has to be something new. So that's why you see the the animations and the sounds and the alerts, um, all of that, because you have to keep the viewer attention. And, you know, when you're walking by a billboard, if you don't capture that person's attention in three seconds, you're not gonna make a connection at all. So it really has shortened the time span of how consumers are looking at different types of media and processing their visceral reaction to that brand and product.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great point. You know, it's interesting, too, because when you look at some of those, to your point, when you're talking about the Tinder uh, profiles and so on and so forth, everybody's using language that actually sells themselves, just like a typical digital ad would or just like a typical print ad would. And what would make appealing for somebody to actually swipe right versus swipe left and call it a day. And I think that's a good lesson for marketers. I mean, really, if they, if they were to go through and and use that Tinder test and say, okay, how do my images look? Do I have really nice, high quality images shown? What is my content? You know, is my content engaging? Is it compelling? Is it interesting? You know, do I seem like a cool person or somebody that somebody might want to engage with? Yes, you know whatever the whatever the you know questions may be. Those are those those apply to just your standard marketing strategies, and I think the Tinder test is a good way to really think about some of these things.
1: By the way, did you hear she actually agreed with me and said I made a good this
2: point? This is shocking. I, no, just, never that, happened before. Okay. Will not happen again? That's, a, that's Can I recorded? retract that
0: <laughs> So I want to also. Piggyback on that with, for a long time, there's been an argument when you get to the benefits and features stuff about, you know, if you can lay out the features, connect them to the benefit, whatever, you can you know, really make progress. People want that information. And I think that that's true, but that the portal for getting the window of opportunity for, for which they're going to give you that chance mm-hmm. to make that pitch has narrowed, right, Rob? And so one of, the, like you, you once could use a Tinder model, you look at a person. If they're not, if there's not something about them that attracts you physically as to be completely brute about it, you're not going to stop. And then let me find out more. What do they do for a living? You know, what are their hobbies? Blah, blah, blah. And so it's vitally important that that first encounter not just be eye pleasing or whatever, but there's got to be a hook and it gets something that makes you take that extra other 10 seconds that you were never going to give them. Well, that's why I think Tinder
1: so uh, so smart because the people who post on Tinder know exactly their target audience right so the guy who posts with no shirt on right like that's not going to appeal to everybody but the one you know maybe he's got tattoos on and the women who like that are going to double down on that guy and he'll make a connection he won't be for everybody but he might get a quicker response and actually he might get more dates as a result of that strategy than if he had done like a suit and tie and more of a business professional thing
2: right yeah, And
1: and that's true for brands. And that's the lesson I think that they can take is understanding in a fractured marketplace these days where there's so many messages and so many different areas that you're drawn to. We're seeing this over and over again as consumers are entrenched in their own ideas and their own beliefs. And those who market to them and understand that and do it in a way that double down can also increase their share of marketplace. Because you're getting consumers like Tinder going back 11 times a day. You'll get consumers going back to your product and buying it repeatedly. So it's always easier to have consumers who like your product buy more
0: of it than going out and finding new ones. But Linda, isn't there also the flip side, the danger of, I've decided that what people need on social media is to click on my stuff a lot. So I'm just going to keep creating stuff, but the stuff isn't, Engaging the stuff is doesn't grab you, and so it actually drives people away. People say, "I'm not going to invest my time in your social media stream, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, or whatever, because it's just not that good."
2: Well, yeah, and you can, that can applies to Twitter too, where people are just lying about their who they are and their profiles. You know, they may tell you one thing, but that's not really true. And most people are smart enough to figure out that that's just BS. So, same with social media. If a company spends, you know, all of its time and efforts on posting social media about content that tells um, consumers how great they are and how wonderful their products are and how great their services are, well, that gets old because people don't just want to hear about the company and how wonderful they are. They actually want to learn or, or find out about things that might be a little funny or engaging, or it might be somebody's birthday in the office, or somebody had a baby that's way more exciting to them than a new product release, frankly.
0: Okay, let's, we're all talking around it. So let's cut to the chase here for social media marketing, digital marketing. Sexy. It's just, there's a lot of different definitions of that word, right? We don't, it doesn't necessarily mean boys and girls, you know, a cool new car has got sizzle, right? So you agree with me that if you're in the digital arena and you're not thinking like Tinder, that is what is immediate, quote, sexy in the broadest sense that you're in the wrong place?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it has to be, it depends on who the target markets are, but I, I definitely think it has to be sexy and engaging. Otherwise, they'll just pass you by. And there's so much coming at you today that you do need to come up with something that's really unique. And the, the imagery, it still t- ties back to the basic foundational points. Your images have to be great and your content has to be spot on. And then you have a shot.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is, authenticity. I think that's what you were talking about before is if you're not authentic in your marketing, and that's why Tinder is so good, the people who are authentic in their marketing do so well, you're going to create uh, you know, some type of disappointment mm-hmm. where the viewers or the consumer is going to go to your product and not get what they want right. and ultimately be sad and not buy your product or swipe left, swipe right.
0: So in other words, you show up to meet them for coffee and you're expecting... Brad Pitt, <laughs> and instead you get the pits, Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of thing. So Now, is this an approach that
2: everyone in marketing should take? Does Tinder work for everybody, Linda? No, it doesn't apply for everything because honestly, in some instances, if you're looking at um, large companies like GE or IBM, they're going to have to take a little bit different strategy around their marketing. But when it comes to digital marketing, something like this really does apply.
0: Well, then to me, one thing that's relevant is their products that you have to have more information about. that. that No matter how good the hook is, you need it. And so, for example, there are products that, that why are there so many pharmaceutical ads in magazines? Because they got a lot to tell you, the specific information. And so they don't need the Tinder ad for your, you know, diabetes type 2 meds, right?
1: Yeah, but it's interesting, though, that, you know, Tinder, right? You know, you're making a choice about spending time with someone, a potential soulmate, maybe even having sex with that person and you're judging it on like a three second emotional thing. But to your point though, you're absolutely right. You may be spending much more time on a medicine that you're going to have to take over, over a period of time and might be interested in the, in the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a really fascinating kind of it thing. It is a
2: fascinating fact.
0: So the one last tip from Tinder marketing, what can people listening right now who do the marketing for their own company whatever ever learn from Tinder? For me,
1: is that understand that in a world where it's mobile, people are making decisions every three to six seconds on your product. So if you're in a feed with a lot of other things, you better make that ad count, understand your audience, and create an ad that's going to drive customer reaction.
2: And get that message out ASAP. Don't delay it. So if you're planning on launching some sort of campaign, don't wait too long before you actually get your message out there. So not 10 seconds into the ad, but really the first three seconds.
0: As usual, you've both missed it. The big takeaway is, Rob, keep your shirt on. You're listening to Marketing Murder Mysteries from Millennium Agency, Linda Finaris and Rob Atkinson. Coming up, our Marketing 101 Tip of the Week. And now it's time for our Millennium Agency Marketing Tip of the Week. Here is our tipster, Rob Atkinson. Rob, what do you have for us today?
1: Hey, Michael. So what I want to talk about today is Fear is the killer in your marketing. So if you're sitting there monitoring your analytics all day long and not seeing the leads roll in, stop, stop the madness right now. The analytics are like so far down the funnel that if you're just looking at that, then you're totally missing the point altogether. So
0: when you start a marketing push, let's say you're going to launch a new web ad and maybe whatever, back it up with some radio, you don't want to start. 24, 48 hours in going, oh, my gosh, it's not working. Oh, my gosh, what do we do? Oh, my gosh, this is a mistake. You have a plan, right? You absolutely have a plan. And you have to understand
1: that it is not a light, a magic light switch, right? You know, <laughs> I've launched your pay-per-click campaign. Right. Automatically, the leads are going to start rolling in. Marketing is about many touches. And it's sometimes uh, Google uh, plus the radio plus TV and all of these touches are going to ultimately generate leads for you. But if you launch a campaign and you're sitting in front of Google banging the computer saying, this thing's broken, (laughs) stop. It takes time. And go back to running the business that you have and providing value to the customer and solving their problems and you'll be fine.
0: At the same time, though, you do want to have a metric by which you can measure whether or not that campaign worked. So that when you do your next campaign, you can adapt or double down, etc.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And whether that uh, you know whether that metric is somebody who comes into your store, um, at, heard the ad, went into your store and made a purchase. Yes, you should set that up so you have clear expectations of what the goals are of your campaign. But again, don't you sit there looking at these metrics on Yext or Google and say, <laughs> I'm getting crushed. I'm spending all this money because. Uh, It just doesn't help. And fear, when when you're in a place of fear, you always make bad decisions.
0: Rob Atkinson, thanks for that tip. And thank you and Linda for being part of the Marketing Murder Mystery Podcast here at Millennium Agency. For more information, visit mill.agency. I'm your host, Michael Graham.